The following pre-recorded program is sponsored by Amy Elaine Ministries, Inc. Get ready to be encouraged and equipped for the authentic life of victory God has prepared for you. Welcome to Real Victory Radio with your hosts, Amy Elaine Martinez and Latan Roland Murphy. Two friends, both devoted wives and moms who have a passion for Jesus and huge hearts for the broken. Amy Elaine is an inspirational speaker, author, and Bible teacher. Latan is an award-winning author, sought-after speaker, and Bible teacher, too. Get ready for some real talk about real life and answers to how you can be courageous and live in victory. Now here's your hosts, Amy Elaine and Latan. Welcome to Real Victory Radio. I'm your host, Amy Elaine Martinez. And I'm your other host, Latan Roland Murphy. We are so excited that you are with us today. And today we are talking about something that I think has been weighing on so many of your minds. We are talking about cultivating friendship in an isolated world. I know many of you feel really isolated and unable to really connect with people. And we're just going to talk about that today. And we're going to get started with our key scripture, Proverbs 27, 9, a sweet friendship refreshes the soul. And who doesn't need some refreshment? Latan, do you need some refreshment today? I need some refreshment, girl. I'm telling you, I do too. It is uh, just a season of being kind of in limbo all the time. And I don't necessarily love that, but I am a Enneagram one with a wing too, and I can adapt well. I'm okay with that, but often it takes me just a little bit of just real just a little bit of time to make the changes and to adapt to new situations. So I'm getting better at this because we've been doing this for what now since April? Uh, March, actually. And I'm an Enneagram two with a wing one and three. Oh, that's hilarious. And so I have this issue with always feeling like I need to be with people and, and do something with people. And uh, this has really been an interesting time of this COVID-19 ushered in this isolation as we're talking about, right? And the distancing you feel between yourself uh, with family and especially your friendships. Yes, and that is exactly why we came up with the idea today to talk about cultivating friendship in an isolated world. We're going to talk about looking at a problem and a change and then bringing a solution. And right now, one of our biggest problems is that we are isolated and the enemy loves Like, I think this is one of his favorite ways to get into our lives and into our stuff and just wreak havoc. He gets us in isolation and just all manner of spiritual warfare happens. Don't you agree? He does. I I jokingly tell people that if if Satan can knock you over the head, drag you in his cave and keep you all to himself, meaning take your thoughts captive and drag you into isolation he's happy oh yeah and that's why it's so important that we keep our thoughts held captive to christ because he can transform our minds and we have the mind of christ that's so important i'm glad you brought that up 
I want to talk about how we move from that problem and, you know, being isolated to a change, you know, in the dynamic and what our friendships look like and then ways to move into change and how to nurture friendship today. And we have a couple of different stories from the Bible that we that just came to mind as we were having a conversation on the road the other day we were both uh, I was in the road on the road back from Oklahoma to Colorado and talking to Latan on the phone and we just started talking and thinking hey what are we going to talk about this week and both of us when we started talking about friendship and just the isolation the distancing felt like there are ways that we can nurture friendship in this time and we wanted to share it with you so the first group of people that we talked about were Elizabeth and Mary from Luke 139 through 45. You remember when Mary found out she was pregnant and she went to see her cousin Elizabeth in a near a far off town and she went to see her and the the scripture says Mary entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At the moment she heard Mary's voice, the baby within Elizabeth's womb jumped and kicked. And suddenly Elizabeth was filled to overflowing with the Holy Spirit. With a loud voice, she prophesied with power, Mary, you are a woman given the highest favor and privilege above all others. For your child is destined to bring God great delight and then she goes on and she says why have i been given this remarkable honor to have the mother of my lord come and visit me the moment you came in the door and greeted me my baby danced inside me with ecstatic joy great favor Mm -hmm. is upon you for you have believed every word spoken to you from the lord and i love this story because it really reminds me that when we are Distance. We've had this thing of social distancing, you know, six feet apart, but also, you know, not being able to travel and stuff. So their problem was, you know, one of distance. And Mary was intentional. And that's the key thing in this story is the intentionality. She went out of her way to get to her friend. And while we can't always do that, we can be intentional in ways that we contact the other person, our other friends or family. And the beautiful result of their friendship was the spiritual connection. Do you see that, Latan, that beautiful spiritual connection that they had? It was a beautiful connection. Even though they were cousins, I think they were friends. And it really struck me as you were reading the scripture, Amy, that it's so incredible that Mary, being pregnant herself, though in the early stages of pregnancy, journeyed from Nazareth to Hebron. And that's like a distance of about 81 miles to 100 miles through a hill country to get to the city of Judah. And here Elizabeth was six months pregnant. And you talk about, we talk about on this show often going courageously. This this woman, Mary, was in, man, nothing was stopping her from getting to her cousin and her friend to celebrate this new life that was actually Bible prophecy being fulfilled. Because as we know, Elizabeth's baby would be the forerunner of the child that Mary was carrying, who was Jesus, the son of the living God. 
and they and would so be friends. It's pretty awesome, isn't it, to yes. think that she was not letting that distance you were talking about stop her. And you know, the thing that you said within that was the hills and valleys. And I think that is so important. We're going to touch on this later or perhaps in a later show, but the hills and valleys of friendships and how we are going to have those, but that we can persevere through them because the friendship is worth it, even though we have to go through the hills and valleys. So I loved this story and I thought it was such a great way of showing how we can look at the problem, the change and the solution, even though the dynamic of their relationship had changed, they were both going to be moms and they were at different stages in life, but they were able to come together. They had this beautiful spiritual connection and even their babies in their wombs knew of this connection that was happening so So, beautiful it's so beautiful so beautiful and some of the scholars amy say that mary stayed for three months now if you and i had company for three months we might be ready for them to leave right probably (laughs) some some bible scholars say that she stayed three months most likely till john was born but um right now we can't really go to our friends' homes to stay. So I love that you're having this conversation about how, even though we're distanced um, geographically, physically, that there are ways we can stay connected. Absolutely. And that spiritual connection is huge. Okay. So there was another person that we thought about and in relation to his problem, Paul was in prison and that's a big problem. And I have felt like I have been kind of in prison lately being, you know, on the stay at home orders and things like that. So would you, yeah, you were going to talk about Paul in prison and how he was able to use what he had and to speak into his friend's life, even when he was in prison. So I'm just going to hand you the mic and let you go with that. Well, you know, if the listeners remember, Paul was a transformed man. He had a big problem in the early years of his life. His name was Saul at the time, and he was a murderer of Christians. He would kill Christians relentlessly. But when he met Jesus on the road to Damascus, he, his problem found a solution, and then he had a change, a heart change. And the Bible says that the scales fell from his eyes, and then he was able to see the truth of Jesus Christ. And so now he has this whole new group of enemies that hate him because he's a message carrier, and his friend group actually shifted from being friends with the Romans who hated the Christians to now he is friends with the Christians, with those Christ followers, with people who wanted to know more about Jesus. He became uh, a friend of that group of people, and now he's hated by the Romans for that very reason. And he's in prison not just once but multiple times throughout his ministry. And I love that being a writer, you and I both are writers, I love that he took his isolation problem and he did not let it stop him from creating a bridge to the people that God had assigned to his life to love and to speak into life, giving words 
and to uh, teach them. And for all the listeners today that are isolated and feeling distance from their mothers as I am, from their sisters and brothers as I am, from their, your distance from your mother and your family, Amy, and um, so many people that we love, we can, we can really learn from Paul that even though we have this problem of isolation, that the change can come as we follow suit and write letters and ask the Holy Spirit to be able to give us words to say, because uh, Jesus promised that he was going to use Paul, and um, he would use any voice piece, that is, that was willing to speak his name. And so he actually did most of his journey was after the death of Jesus. And most of all these letters were written, 13 books uh, in the New Testament. So we could write letters, Amy, as we're led by the Holy Spirit and encourage people and love them to life. Isn't that awesome? It really is. And where I see that Mary was so intentional, what I saw in Paul was that he was determined. He was determined to Mm, leave a legacy through his letters. And the longevity of that legacy, we are benefiting from today with so much of the New Testament being written by Paul, those letters that many he wrote in prison. I just love it. He did. And, and, you know, some of us are in prison in our minds, like we talked about That's at the true. beginning of the show, when you made the really good point about how the enemy wants to take us hostage. And we made a joke about us becoming his, he, him being the caveman and wanting to hit us over the head and drag us in his cave to isolate us. But there's so much truth to that. And here, the enemy could have done that to Paul when he was in prison. Uh, Paul could have bought the lie that that his um, missionary journey was over and that it ended there. But instead, he writes these powerful letters, Amy, to tell us that we ourselves are a living letter, that we are a letter that is in jars of clay, that's not written on uh, papyrus paper or tablets, but on hearts. And um, his whole intention being imprisoned was for that reason. Isn't that awesome? Wow. I love that, that we are a living letter. That's so good. That's so good. I love it. And, you know, it really is that he used what he had available to him. And the question I want to pose to all of us is, what are we able to do? What can we do? Let's don't focus on what we can't do, but let's focus on what we can do and get creative in there. And then the next person or the next friendship that we want to talk about is... From Acts 3, 1 through 10, the man at the beautiful gate, the crippled man at the beautiful gate. And this story, it doesn't seem like there's much of a friendship here. But when I was looking at this story, it really touched me that Peter went out of his way to befriend someone who was not like him, who he did not know. And to reach out and give him, reach out in love and give him something that he didn't even know that he needed. I think that happens so often in the Bible. So many different stories. People came to Jesus or came to his uh, 
his followers for something that they didn't even know they needed. They thought they needed one thing, but what they got was Jesus. And it was so much better than what they thought they needed. And in this story, the gate called beautiful in Acts 3, 1 through 10, Peter held out his right hand to the crippled man and he pulled the man to his feet. Suddenly power surged into his crippled feet and ankles, and the man jumped up there. For a moment, he was stunned. Then he began to walk around, and as he went into the temple courts with Peter and John, he leapt for joy and shouted praises to God. And the thing that I loved about this particular story was that when we feel like we're stuck and we're buying that lie of this is as good as it gets for me I'm always going to be crippled here I'm always going to be stuck here I'm always going to be lame in some kind of way whether it's just a heart issue or a economic issue or a a geographical kind of condition. There are ways that we have woundings from old that cripple us to be able to move forward is what I really saw in this. So this guy's problem was that he was stuck. He was living in that lackluster mentality thinking this is as good as it gets for me. And I really believe that he had grown complacent. He went to the same place every day And they laid him at the gate and he begged every day for money to eat, which he needed. Absolutely, he needed. And he was asking Peter for some money. And Peter says to him with so much love, he says, look at me. He asks him to raise his eyes, look up at him. And he noticed him. He took notice of this man. And Peter says, look at me. And the man looks up and he has to he has to do something more proactive. He has to look up and change his focus. He has no idea that today his life is going to change forever. Yeah. It's so beautiful and the real beautiful thing that I happen think that happens at the beautiful gate is that Peter didn't give him a handout that day. He said, "I don't have a coin for you, but what I have is so much better. He gave him a hand up, a hand Mm. up, and he brought him up out of his lameness and his crippledness and his being stuck. And then he goes running and leaping. And if you remember that song from Sunday school or vacation Bible school, some of us will, he went running and leaping and (laughs) jumping into the, the temple and people couldn't believe that it was this man. He had been changed so much, but I think the bigger change than his physical change was his heart change because they gave him joy and, and something he didn't even know that he needed. So beautiful. And when we can befriend people who we know need Jesus and maybe they're asking us for something else, we can meet that immediate need if we can, but sometimes we won't be able to. But we can always share with them the light of Christ that lives within us and be that living letter that you were talking about. (laughs) 
It's so true. And I mean, he had the problem that we are having now also, where he must have felt very isolated, even in the middle of a large crowd and yes. as people passed by and he was begging for money. And I think too, when Peter said, look at us, he was in a way, I wonder if he wasn't saying, look at, look to me and look at my friends. And we left everything to depend on Jesus for all of our provisions. And he lifted us up and um he and so it's awesome that our lives can do the same that we can be the kind of friend who is able to influence and able to bring the flavor of friendship that we bring to the world is so set apart and different and it'll be relatable to people who can identify and relate to us and i think in some ways peter related to this man and his need, his financial need, and his helpless state, and his vulnerability, and um, he was offering him a change, and the change and the solution, as we know, Amy, is Jesus. He is everything that we will ever need. He is the best friend that we could ever have, and um, this this whole conversation, we're going to have to continue, girl, because it's so rich and so needed right now. Um, I think so, so too. Yeah. For any of the listeners that feel isolated, I, we just want to encourage you to call out to Jesus, to look at him, to look at him and look him fully in the, in his wonderful grace. Just imagine his face there before you, his loving, gracious face and let him be your friend right now. Don't allow yourself to stay isolated and live in your problem. Let Jesus be your solution and your way to uh, the best friendship you'll ever experience. Oh, that's so beautiful. That's such a great place for us to kind of wrap things up today. I want to leave us with Proverbs eighteen twenty four that says a friend, there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And that friend is Jesus. And that is we're going to keep talking about the different friendships that we are seeing in the Bible and how we can, you know, relate those to our own lives in the weeks to come. So y'all come back and listen in for that. And today we want to pray for you, listener, as you are feeling isolated, as you are feeling like you may be alone, we always want you to know that you are not alone Latan, would you pray for the listeners today? I'd be honored, Amy. Father, we just love you. We thank you for the friendship that you offer to us that is pure, that is loving, that is kind and full of grace and mercy. Lord, you are the answer to every problem that we'll ever have, and you are the one who stays closer to us than a brother. And Lord, there's never a need for us to feel alone or isolated. There's never a need for us to listen to the enemy's voice and allow him to drag us into his cave in isolation to where he drives our thoughts further and further towards fear and farther away from you. Father, we ask you to just prove yourself to be the mighty friend that you are to all the listeners today and meet them right at their point of need. 
and change their problem to the solution that they need by your holy power. In your name we pray and thank you, Lord. Amen. God, thank you that you are the solution and where we are feeling distant, you say draw near and you will draw near to us. We thank you for that. And I thank you for all that you are going to do in the lives of the listeners as they begin to look at different friendships and the things that we can learn from your word about how we can be a better friend and how we can overcome the distance because of you, how we can overcome the isolation because of you. We just thank you for who you are. You are such a good, good father and such a good friend. In your name we pray. Amen. Latan, I have loved our conversation today, and I do think that just like you said, that we should continue our conversation in the weeks to come, and we have so much to look forward to. We have a special guest for you next week. We'll be talking about that on our social media, so follow us at Real Victory Radio on Facebook and on Instagram. We would love to see you there and connect with us at go courageously at realvictoryradio.org. Thank you so much for making Real Victory Radio a part of your day. We love meeting you here each week. We want you to go courageously and live victoriously. We hope you were encouraged by today's episode of Real Victory Radio with Amy Elaine Martinez and Latan Roland Murphy. Go to amyelaine.com to find out more about Amy's ministry, including her book, Becoming a Victory Girl. And go to latanmurphy.com to learn more about her award-winning book, Courageous Women of the Bible. Real Victory Radio is a listener-supported radio ministry outreach. We depend on your prayers and donations. Check out the Victory Movement for ways you can partner with us to reach listeners with the power to go courageously and live in victory. Please join us again Saturdays at 6 a.m. and 4 p.m. for Real Victory. Victory Radio, 94.7 FM, The Word.